Hi guys, welcome back to the Get Real Self-Defense Podcast. I am Adam, and today we are going to be covering something a little bit different, something I've been wanting to do for a while, and that is some different stories, uh, true stories, that can help you and I learn a little bit more about ourselves and what we are capable of, as well as recognize the heroism of others. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Get Real Self-Defense Podcast. Here you get your daily dose of personal protection discussion to help you be more confident and prepared to protect yourself and your loved ones. And now, let's get real with self-defense. So the one that uh, inspired me to do this episode for you guys and with you guys is uh, a news article that happened not too long ago. This was published November 14th, 2023. All the articles and videos will be linked in the description of this episode. However, what this one is about, um, and I thought was super cool, uh, as far as what was done in response to this terrible situation was uh, about a man who actually was normally at odds with the law. Um, Had, you know, some poor run-ins, didn't like the cops too much, you know, as far as street contacts were concerned, and yet uh, still did something truly heroic. And the video uh, title and the article title is uh, titled, Video Shows Moment, Texas Man Drags Injured Police Officer to Safety After Highway Shootout. And I'm not really sure how the video got into uh, this man's hand. His name is John Lawley. He's the one that uh, is the um, hero in question. Uh, I don't know why it was recording. I don't really care because I think that in the end, the actions taken were um, were the right actions. Uh, it is my goal to actually have this man on the podcast eventually. I think that that would be super cool um, and actually be able to pick his brain and figure out you know what he was thinking at the time. But bottom line... Uh, I'm just going to be reading bits and pieces from the article. If you want to read the article in full, uh, again, this will all be linked in the description. But without further ado, uh, this was an interview done by NBC affiliate KPRC. And uh, the Good Samaritan in question, John Lawley, said he was driving on US-59 when he got caught in the middle of a police chase and shooting in Houston on Saturday. I saw he got shot, Lawley told KPRC, and I knew he got shot because he buckled to the ground. My mission at that point was just to get to him. So I want to pause for a second. And I want you to think, is that what you would think immediately? And what I mean is, you see a guy get shot, whether it be a cop or not, and would your first thought be, I need to get to him? Now, I know for a fact if I was with my family, my first priority would be my family. I mean, sorry, I love everybody, you know, like I I love humanity, quote unquote, you know, enough to try to train to be able to be a protector. Uh, But in the end, my family is my priority. And so I would want to make sure that my family gets to safety first or is in a safe place before I focus on anybody else. Uh, Because of my role in law enforcement, most likely what would happen is I'd have to get my family to safety and then go right back to where the action, quote unquote, is taking place. However, if I was by myself, you know, you have to ask yourself, like if you were in John's shoes, using that mental rehearsal we're talking about, would you immediately think, I need to just get to this guy as quickly as possible? If you do, fantastic. And sometimes our bodies move and do the right thing, even when our minds are racing and hesitating and thinking, gosh, you know, is this the right idea? I'm putting myself in danger. That's also possible. 
But this gives you an opportunity to think about that. And, you know, frankly, it is a fair question. Uh, but it's cool that this guy said, my mission at that point was just to get to him. And the, it said, further says, the video showed, uh, shared by Lolly uh, shows him running towards Officer John Gibson, 29, and dragging him to safety. Uh, he tells uh, them further, uh, I said I wanted to let you know you're going to be okay. The officer already put a tourniquet on your leg, Lolly told Gibson. Um, I know when you're going through that type of pain, just somebody talking to you and being there with you and just holding your hand is probably going to take your mind off a lot of stuff. So I think that's kind of cool. He didn't focus. And I mean, in Texas, everybody can be armed if they want to be. Um, it's kind of a beautiful thing, uh, truly. So the fact that he didn't focus on like shooting or doing anything like gung ho, like, you know, uh, heroic quote, quote unquote, he's not trying to be a hero. He was focusing on what was actually matter, you know, that mattered. And that was this guy who got shot and just making sure that he could do the little bit he could, which was take his mind off it. And in the video, um, from what I could see, you know, there's people working on the guy. Um, John didn't try to go right into like combat medic mode or anything like that. He just focused on talking to the guy and, uh, you know, I think that's super cool um, that he, he 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 focused on specific tasks and what he was he could do in the confines of his position and role in that situation where he was thrown in the middle of a shootout. Uh, and so, um, further on, uh, Houston police said the shooting started after officers unsuccessfully tried to pull over a man who was driving a stolen car. The man led police on a high-speed chase until he crashed into several vehicles and began shooting at officers. So while reading this article and watching this uh, news story and whatnot, um, I was reminded of a thing that had happened back in my hometown where I grew up, uh, you know, years ago, and that is a place called Whatcom County. And the city of Bellingham, this was on cityofbellingham.org news. Um, again, this article will also be featured in the description if you want to read it in full. But Whatcom County Sheriff's Office, I actually know one of the officers, uh, one of the deputies, I should say, in uh, in question that was involved in this. But there was two uh, sheriff's deputies, and they actually ended up going to a place called Maple Falls in Whatcom County. And they ended up getting shot at range by a shotgun. I could be wrong, but I think it was birdshot, but I'm not quite positive. But either way, they both got shot in the head. And... We're just going to continue on and see the parallel, slightly different reaction, but also the involvement of a civilian in a heroic way. So it starts off, Whatcom County Sheriff's Office uh, deputies responded to a shots fired call in uh, Green Valley Drive. Uh, the man in question, Joel B. Young, 60, I'm paraphrasing here, in Maple Falls, was shooting a shotgun in the air at neighbors and then opened fired on the two responding deputies, injuring both with shots to the head. Young surrendered within two hours and was arrested for two counts of attempted murder in the first degree, specifically talking about the cops. Um, members of the police department of uh, Bellingham were involved in the incident response, uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to skip this part because it's basically talking about the 911 call and the specific address information of the two people um, and whatnot. Uh, and then basically at this point, this is where I want to get to. Um, Deputies arrived on scene at approximately 4.40 p.m., and the suspect later identified as Young was yelling at them and waving a shotgun around. Shortly after, WCSO deputies on scene had developed probable cause for felony harassment, um, and they also noted Young appeared to be intoxicated by his speech and actions. The subsequent investigation revealed the following events, and basically it goes into... Uh, 
that he was enraged. He went out to yell at the neighbor and put out the fire, was told to F off, which further enraged him, went back into his house, retrieved a shotgun, loaded it with birdshot, and there we go, and fired around into the air toward the neighbor. Young went back into his house and had a beer. And that's where the cops got called. Um, shortly after, he heard someone, uh, Young, heard someone yelling, Sheriff. He looked out and saw someone crouching by the neighbor's garage and went outside. The two deputies were by the garage and yelling at Young, Sheriff's office dropped the gun. Young yells at the deputies and then fires directly at the deputies. The first deputy is immediately hit in the head and dropped to the ground. The second deputy steps forward and returns fire to protect the deputy who had already been shot. So, um, this is where it kind of gets, uh, I'd say, awesome. Young returns fire, uh, returns fire and strikes the second deputy who immediately retreats to cover. An unknown civilian steps forward and fires multiple handgun rounds at Young to protect the deputies. Both WCSO deputies were pulled to safety in a garage and were and where first aid was rendered, and they waited for additional deputies to arrive. So, um, in the article, uh, I'll try to link in uh, the individual who did the um, handgun fire to protect the deputies and give them cover, uh, as it is not featured in this particular article, but basically the man was given an award later on down the line by Sheriff Bill Elfo of Whatcom County Sheriffs. And uh, it goes on to basically wish the officers for a, a speedy recovery, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so the point is, I'm contrasting the two situations. And the two situations are, you know, you have one where a guy was just driving, minding his own business. And I, according to the video, I believe it was actually a company car. So he was probably in the middle of working. And the next thing you know, you have a shootout, a crash in a shootout. And one of the cops gets shot in the leg. And all he thought was, I need to go help this guy. And he drags the guy behind the truck uh, and is holding his hand while the guy is getting worked on and is later recognized for his efforts. But then he turned around and, you know, about almost two years prior, Back in my hometown, a similar situation. You have cops who are out doing uh, their job where they get told, yeah, there's a guy with a gun who just shot at his neighbor, and he's probably drunk, uh, and he's very angry. And they show up, and the guy shoots at him with birdshot and shoots them both in the head. And, uh, you know, the video itself, uh, quote-unquote, is pretty graphic. Uh, graphic as in, you know, the guy's got shot, and you're going to see blood. But... um bottom line and you can find that video pretty easily but the point is is that these guys uh were both shot both possibly incapacitated bird shot you know peppering your face it might even hit their eye who knows and the next thing you know this one civilian sees what's going on and pulls out his firearm and shoots at the guy and it, maple falls is a pretty uh i don't want to say small but i mean it's pretty secluded and so there's a good chance the guy might have known the guy, and yet he chose to try to save the officer's lives. And so my point is this. One end, the guy wasn't shooting a gun. On the other end, this other guy was shooting a gun, and then aid was rendered afterward. Both are honorable and heroic things that happened. So again, what's really cool about these uh, as much as they suck that it happens, what's really cool about articles like these and news stories like these is that we can put ourselves in the shoes of those individuals and put ourselves in the shoes of the bad guys and try to imagine what's going on, why uh, something is, is being thought out, a decision that was made. Would we make that decision differently? How do we feel about the situation? Do you think your heart rate's going to be elevated? 
Do you think your mind's going to be racing? Will you hesitate? All those questions we get to ask by imagining ourselves in the shoes of those individuals. situation you had the individual who saw the guy get shot in the leg and he and he buckles to the ground you know and john lolly that individual says i gotta go help that guy and just goes to help that guy and does exactly what needs to be done uh, within the confines of his capabilities and his role as a civilian out in the street in that shootout and at the same time you also have this other individual who had a firearm on him and saw that the two officers were were injured or incapacitated or both and were was able to open fire on this guy to help the officers get to safety so that aid was rendered and a resolution uh that was peaceful uh could happen where the guy was later on arrested uh, and so the point is that on one end you could also argue that civilians in in a law enforcement specific situation need to try to clear out because that means there's less risk, less danger for you, but also less things that the cop has to worry about as far as making sure that you stay safe. Because in the end, um, innocent life victims, civilians, those are the top priority of law enforcement. And then it goes to, I mean, I mean, like it, it goes down the line from there. And, but the cop's life is, is like not even a priority. It's making sure that the victims and, and other, other people, um, are you know other civilians are safe and so by not being there it gives the opportunity for a cop to focus on the job but the, what the other cool thing though is by having the capability like these men who have assisted these cops are you know doing and have done it doesn't have to be a cop remove the uniform and let's just imagine that you know going down the street an 80 year old lady gets shot in the arm um, or the leg and drops you if you have the training, the know-how, the experience, and the mental resiliency uh, and preparation to physically be able to carry out a task, you are then someone who can help that 80-year-old lady who just got shot to get to safety and then render some aid. And that makes you an asset to your community and an asset to your family. And so that is the point that I'm trying to make here is that even though the, co it, the, the cops were the victims in both of these articles, it doesn't have to be cops. It is you on the street are capable of being an asset to your community where if something bad happens, you can help them. That doesn't mean vigilantism. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you need to be involved in the shootout and shoot back all the time. Like in that second article, that was a very uh, specific uh, time where it wasn't like the cops were all capable and shooting at the guy and he just decided to start shooting. Both those cops were injured and incapacitated, and there's a chance that they could have been further shot or killed, and the man stepped in and was later uh, given an award for his efforts. So I'm not saying vigilantism. If cops are capable of doing their job, let them do their job. But at the same time, if you have a civilian that you can assist, um, as an example, Las Vegas, when there was that big mass shooting that happened where people were getting shot at at the concert, and the aftermath, you can assist in helping those people get to safety, helping stop, you know, bleeds, so on and so forth, if you have some training and background and know-how. 
So that is the point I'm trying to make, guys, is that if we continue as we are now to strive towards being more physically capable, mentally capable, and having a skill set and the tools like firearms or uh, pepper spray, what have you, a tourniquet to be able to carry out those missions that may pop up and land on our lap like it did for those two individuals, then all the better. That's what we should do. That's what we're going for. And that's what we're trying to become, or at least I hope that that's what you're trying to do is help protect yourself, but also be an asset to your community. That is my goal with this episode. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you got something out of it. Again, if you want to read the articles in full, I will have them linked down in the description below where you'll be able to expand on your research if you so choose. And the last thing I'll say is uh, Thanksgiving is coming up uh, for the uh, for those of us in the United States. And as such, to keep the traditions, I'm going to share something that I'm grateful with with you guys today. And that is this. I am very grateful for the freedom of information that we have as far as it is uh, capable of being constructive and good. There's a lot of access to things on the internet and communications that is bad um, or destructive in nature or misleading in nature. However, um, I am super grateful for the access to information that we have where we can look at articles like this, watch videos like this so that we can learn and train and improve ourselves in all facets of life, but specifically to keep the theme of this podcast that where we can become protectors and assets to our community and to our families. And I am super grateful that I am able to also do what I can and do my part to impart some information on you guys and with you guys so that we can grow together as a community. And with that, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Train today. Protect tomorrow. For those of you in the United States, have a happy Thanksgiving. And for the rest of you out there, I hope you have a good rest of your month. Stay safe out there. I will catch you guys next time.